Hi there, I'm James Dapache and this is Coffee and a Case Note. Team, today we are going to talk about a company that operates a chiropractic business in Melbourne. Right. Now this company's got two shareholders and each of those two shareholders are themselves companies. And the directors of these respective companies are the directors of the company that operates the chiropractic business. Okay? Let's go through these facts. Chiropractic business, two directors. Those directors are directors of the shareholders in the chiropractic business. Easy, right? These two directors are also chiropractors themselves. And the way the chiropractic company, or the way the company operates the chiropractic business, I should say, is that each of these directors goes and performs chiropractic services, uh, makes some money from the patient, and then invoices the company in order to get paid. So the company gets paid for the chiropractic services, directors issue invoices, and that's sort of how they get money out. Okay, so things are ticking along for the chiropractic business, but our shareholders, which is to say the directors themselves, begin to fall out. And there are a lot of allegations and counter allegations. One director says that the other director is uh, taking clients away off to a competing business that that director has started. Uh, this director is saying that uh, the other director is doing all sorts of improper stuff, directing clients away, uh, directing revenue away, all this sort of thing. And in essence, they've reached a deadlock. And if you hear the word deadlock in relation to a corporate dispute, uh, then that's often gonna lead you to think about a just and equitable wind-up. And that was the question we are dealing with today. This dispute came before the court. Our plaintiff, which is one of our directors, came before the court and said, look, we want a share sale or a wind-up pursuant to section 233 of the Corporations Act. We say what the other director is doing uh, is oppressive and that the court should either order that our shares get sold at a certain price or that the whole company is wound up. This other defendant director, I should say, made some counter suggestions uh, about a uh, share sale as well. And so what the court says at this interlocutory stage, and remember we use the word interlocutory when we are talking about a piece of litigation that is in the middle and not at the very end, what the court said at this interlocutory stage is, let's leave the corporate oppression issues for later, but because this issue of a deadlock has arisen, let's right now get into the question of whether it would be just and equitable for this company to be wound up. What the plaintiff says is, yes, yes, yes. It will be just, it will be equitable to wind this company up. What the defendant says is, no, 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 it wouldn't, so please don't. And so what the court has to do is to work through the relevant facts and the relevant law. Now, I keep talking about this word deadlock. And what is often said is that if there is a deadlock in the operation of a company, then that's going to really increase the likelihood that it'll be just and equitable to wind that company up. Section 461 of the Corporations Act for that. And so here we have on its face uh, two parties who don't trust each other, two parties who are in court litigating, arguing with each other, two parties who don't agree on how the business should be run, even one of whom who set up a competing business. 
And so on its face, it looks like a deadlock. On its face, it looks like a just and equitable wind-up uh, should be the appropriate outcome. What the court does is think a little bit more carefully about what just and equitable means in these circumstances and comes to the position of saying, look, um, a mere deadlock is not enough. Let's look more broadly at the factual circumstances we're dealing with here. And what the court found was that the plaintiff, this director, was more or less focusing all his attention on his other competing business, whereas the defendant, this director, was really staying in the existing company and working it and trying to earn its way uh, back into solvency, notwithstanding the COVID-19 issues and other financial pressures it was facing. And so that means that if there was a wind-up, well, the plaintiff would be nice and happy because the plaintiff will just get some return as the company's liquidated, but the defendant uh, would lose the benefit of, this on, of the ongoing operation of this business that is currently the source of his income. And so the outcome of a wind-up would actually not be that just or equitable because it would lay very heavily on the defendant and uh, it would lay less heavily on the plaintiff. And for those reasons, including others such as the complexity of a liquidation based on the number of claims going on, based on the fact that there's a derivative action looming in the background uh, in relation to an allegation that this director had breached his director's duties, uh, the court said, look, the weight of a wind-up would weigh differently on both parties, and there are these liquidation complexities that mean we're not going to order a wind-up. And what the court did without deciding the matter was say, so we're not going to do just an equitable, section 461, and the court then said, look, even if we were to consider 461, section 467 of the Corporations Act might stand in our way because there are potentially other remedies available. And as you might remember we said before, those potential other remedies were to be pursued via section 233 of the Corporations Act, corporate oppression, where a share sale might be possible. And what the court said at this interlocutory stage, remember we're not at the final stage, we're at the interlocutory stage, court said, no, just and equitable wind up today. Let's march on with the oppression proceedings, get all the evidence, get everyone cross-examined, and potentially look at some expert evidence. And it may well be that at that time, it's appropriate to have a think about a share sale or a wind up. A little bit of corporate law there, a little bit of complexity, but I hope that one helped you out. And I look forward to joining you again soon for another coffee and another case note. Cheers.